0: So we're in Luke 6 and it says Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath, is the title. And it says, one Sabbath Jesus was going through the grain fields and his disciples began to pick some heads of grain, rub them in their hands and eat the kernels. Some of the Pharisees asked, why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Jesus answered them, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and taking the consecrated bread, he ate what is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. And it goes on to say, On another Sabbath he went into the synagogue and was teaching, and a man there was there whose right hand was shriveled. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. But Jesus knew what they were thinking and said to the man with the shriveled hand, Get up and stand in front of everyone. So he got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? He looked around at them all and said to the man, stretch out your hand. He did so, and his hand was completely restored. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were furious and began to discuss with one another what they might do to Jesus. So building on the chapters that we've been reading in the last couple of weeks, This is some more rule breaking from Jesus. He's already healed a leper that you weren't supposed to go near. He's claimed authority to forgive sins. He's dined with a tax collector. And now he's eating and he's healing on the Sabbath. Every one of these is like a red flag to a ball for the Pharisees. These were guys who had dedicated their lives to following the rules, staying clean, memorising scripture, only eating certain things on certain days. So you can understand why the passage finishes with them being filled with rage at what Jesus is doing. It's like, and this is a very middle class example, but when you've been trimming your hedge by hand for hours, as I have done before, you're kind of pleased with where it's ended up. And then your neighbour comes out with a power tool. Five minutes later, he's done and it looks even better than yours. You're just, ah, you're raging inside. That's what the Pharisees are feeling here. Jesus is not only breaking their rules, But he's offering a shortcut and a simpler way to enter relationship with God. But they're also annoyed because they can't find the chink in his armour. It's one of our worst traits as humans that when something or someone seems good, we insist on scrutinising it and trying to find a flaw. And that's what the Pharisees are doing here. And they've really dedicated a lot of time and effort to it. The second story says they were watching him closely. And the first happens out in some fields which we can only assume to mean they were either following the disciples and Jesus or they were watching from a distance. It's not a great look for them. The approach they land on is to try and drive a wedge between what Jesus is doing and what scripture says. They say, look, we know you're a wise teacher. We can see you're powerful. But are you okay with your disciples doing work on the Sabbath? They say, we know you're compassionate. But are you willing to break the Sabbath to heal someone? how does Jesus respond? First, he plays them at their own game. uh, And he says, well, you say you don't eat on the Sabbath, and yet your hero, David, ate the ceremonial bread. And in the second example, he says, which is worse, to do good or to do bad? So he kind of throws a contradiction back at them. But then more importantly, he goes beyond saying, it's this versus this. These aren't two opposing and equal forces, A versus B, weighing up, In balance against each other because one is so much bigger than the other. To use a business analogy, it doesn't matter if two people are disagreeing over a decision if one of the people is the CEO. Jesus and the Son of Man is Lord over the Sabbath, is what he says. So it doesn't matter if the Son of Man contradicts Sabbath rules because the Son of Man is over the Sabbath. It doesn't matter if Jesus heals on the Sabbath because healing and saving. Is so much bigger than our human rules. He's just flipping the order around. Two things I really love in this. First, what Jesus chooses to go to battle over. You've heard the phrase pick your battles. He doesn't wait for kind of uh, his theology of the end times to be challenged by the Pharisees. He's willing to take on the religious elite over one man's hand and his best mate's breakfast. How caring is that? I mean, that's that's who Jesus was. And the second thing I love is how publicly he does it. In the second example, um, he knows the scribes and the Pharisees are watching closely, is what it says. They're watching his every move, but instead of going to the man with the withered hand, you know, why don't you just step into this side room here? Um, I'm gonna going to do a healing where no one can see it. He says, get up and stand in front of everyone. He even leaves time for response. He asks the question, is it better to do good or to do harm? And then it says he looks around at them all. And you can imagine them kind of avoiding eye contact, trying not to be seen, going, you take him on. No, I'm not taking him on. I I did the last one. You asked the question. Either way, we don't get an an answer from the Pharisees, so we assume that they just are totally silent. Um, And what that is showing is Jesus wanted everyone to see the display of power that would prove that he is above some human law. Ultimately, that provocative approach got him killed. But he believed it was worth it to make this point. What is the point? Well, first it's that this is how the enemy works. He tries to drive a wedge between us and God. He says, you can't be declared sinless if you snapped at your spouse this morning. He says, God can't be good if you've just lost your job. Or, if your friendship group at school never really accepted you, then your Church Connect group's not really going to accept you. And he uses these contradictions to try and drive a wedge between us and God and the things that are good for us. So we need to be aware of those. But secondly, Jesus is making the point that you can't drive a wedge between God and those he loves. Nothing can get in the way. The only thing that did was sin, and Jesus has defeated that. So today... No rule can separate us from Jesus because Jesus is Lord over rules. No sin can separate us from Jesus because Jesus is Lord over sin. And no death can separate us from Jesus because Jesus is Lord over death. Hopefully that's a really encouraging thing. Um, And it would be great just to pray into that quickly now. Um, So I'll lead a quick prayer and then we'll finish. Heavenly Father, thank you um, that you have defeated death. You've defeated sin. And that there is nothing that can come between us and you. And we pray this morning that we would um, know that love again. And we also pray that we'd be aware of how the enemy and the world is trying to drive a wedge between us. And also that we'd be aware of how we can be like the Pharisees. And we can try and be looking for faults and scrutinising others. But we pray that um, we wouldn't do that. That we wouldn't judge others. And that we would just be filled with your love and would share that with others. We pray that in your precious name. Amen. Today, Ben encouraged us to not let the enemy drive a wedge between us, to not be like the Pharisees and try and find and pick fault, and to remember that God's love is stronger than anything we face. We also spent time praying um, into peace, asking for God to help those who are feeling peaceless, that we can know peacemaker Jesus and be peace-filled followers of him. We prayed for our young people as they uh, enter a season of exams, that they would not only know peace, but they would know God's help in their prep um, and in the exams themselves. Let's be praying together as church today.